welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, uh, coming at you on this beautiful day. Um, joining me today, I've got the uh, Community Engagement Coordinator uh, of Riverworks Milwaukee. Um, she runs the River West Neighborhood Facebook page. And uh, she's just, uh, we're going to call her the River West Lady. Um, I'm excited to talk to her about her community work, uh, her passions, and why she does what she does. Ruth Weil, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm well. Weather is beautiful. Can't complain. Uh, what'd you do today? What did I do today? I had a couple Zoom calls, some meetings. Oh. I finished a the Harambe Neighborhood Improvement District Board of Directors voting. Mm -hmm. Tallying, um, I corralled my son around a little bit, walked my dog, you know, answered a lot of emails. Yeah. Done farmer's market stuff. Wow. So, been a busy beep today, it sounds like. Yeah, you know, otherwise <laughs> life would be boring. Yeah. Um, kind of like my life right now. Like oh, I no. said, I was laying around in bed doing nothing until this call. But um, I did leave the house. I did leave the house earlier to go to Midget Food because I needed some coffee creamer. But that was it. <laughs> oh, I went to Blifford today too. Okay. Not like one of my favorite places to visit in the neighborhood. Uh, I used to live right across the street from Blifford, but okay. Now I live on the twenty-three block of Wheel, uh, right by Closet Classics. Oh, okay. So I'm on the southern edge now. Yes, I call where I live Middle Earth. Oh, uh, sure. Because I'm north south of Locust, but north of Center. That is Middle Earth. That's definitely yeah. Middle Earth. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's like uh, kind of it's like when you're walking between bars in River West, you kind of walk in that area a ton. So, um, so Ruth, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. We first met in person at a De La Buena show. Remember that? I think so, yeah. I've been that, to so many De La Buena shows over the years. It was the I last one in November where I, uh, I said it when I turned 50, I was going to have De La Buena play for my birthday, and I actually made that come true. Yeah, yeah. It I was, yeah. That I work with because I sure couldn't have afforded it. And it was awesome. Yeah. That was, it was fun. That was a real fun night. Um, it was popping that night. Um, my first time seeing De La Buena. You were very, like, Anything that's going on in River West, you typically uh, keep tabs on. You are, like I said, the administrator of the Facebook page. Um, so, yeah, you know what's going on and when it's all going on. So, um, so I guess to start, Ruth, uh, so did you grow up in Milwaukee? I did. I grew up actually in Glendale in the 70s and 80s, and I moved out of the suburbs into the city pretty much when I was 19. Mm. I uh, I had some friends in Glendale, yeah, um, like the near Bayshore. Okay, yeah, I haven't lived in the suburbs since I was a young kid. To me, that's a young kid because I'm 50 now. I've always been more of a city rat than a suburban 
dweller, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, um, but I came to Milwaukee for UWM six years ago. Okay. But I've only been River West for a little over a year now. Um, I started coming here because I, I was on the east side for very long, and then I started um, – it was, it was the shows. The shows brought me here. There's so many shows. We have a very awesome music scene here in River West. And by the way, I don't know everything that's going. There's plenty of stuff that people plan in River West that I have no idea what's going on. So I think that's good. I don't want to know everything because there's well, oh, yeah. my brain would explode. There's so much going on here all the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. You, yeah, but you are generally very active in the community. Uh, to put it simply. One of a few administrators of the Facebook page. Definitely not the only one. I sure wouldn't want that as, to be a solo uh, position. We have yeah. administrators and moderators. And there's Did a couple you... of us who've been doing it for over a decade. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Were you like one of the original ones? Not the very original, but I've been, I think I've been doing it close to 12 years now. It kind of all blends into one big day. Facebook wasn't super big then. Now it's insane. And I can remember, because I report on it for my, for my position at Riverworks, because I consider it work, because yeah. it is work. And um, I would report on the numbers. So if I went back to my reports, because I'm community block grant funded, there's a <laughs> bunch of us all over the city that work at different agencies. So if I went back to those reports from 2015 till now to look at the numbers, I can remember it was like 4,000 people, 5,000 people. Now it's like over 14,000 people. So it's gradually grown and, of course, more difficult to manage and yeah. humans. We'll just say humans, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like always like voluntarily pull up the page but a lot of like the like the community alerts and stuff um mm -hmm. or community happenings will pop up in my feed like i saw a lot of the funk club wagon for example you know like that was a big deal because you know we as people that just thrive on the live music to have it again uh while it was mobile, I mean, that was... Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, and that was a course, big deal. It even became a controversy. Everything is a controversy on that page. So I report on it for work, but I don't... I try not to be on it 24-7. Yeah. You know, I mean, I normally don't work at 11 at night. Sometimes I still do. So it's still a labor of love, even though I technically report on it. And uh, yeah, and I thought the funk wagon was cool. And De La Buena participated on the wagon about a month ago. I was unfortunately doing a community project in Harambe and couldn't, I was trying to get them to drive past, but the timing didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was cool. Like, I mean, as long as people are being, just being safe about being, about spectating it, like, I mean. For sure. I thought it was fine, but. Um, so did you move, like, when you moved to Milwaukee, or did you move to River West? No, well, I started on the Lower East Side for a few years, and then I came to River West. Okay. Which felt more like home to me, 
I lived in apartment buildings on the Lower East Side and then closer to UWM for a little while. And you don't have the same neighborhood feeling when you're living in a big apartment complex. Yeah. Even though you're physically closer to each other, it's just not set up that way. There's something about living in homes and duplexes with yards and porches that, and the neighborhood here, we definitely are a little bit more neighbor, neighborly and more friendly. So. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. Like from living on the east side for four years, like, you know, River West is more than just, you know, a bunch of, it's not just a neighborhood, it is a community. And uh, like, it's so cool that like, you know, people are just very, you know, present for each other. Like, there's just a lot of, um, neighborly involvement that goes on and like um if you need something in the neighborhood like you know people are always you know yep. ready and willing to be there for you and that's what I, I really love about it um so so how long so how long have like do you remember the year you moved here i've been living here 23 years Damn. about i was thinking about it the other day so oh. that's why I'm so particular, like, oh yeah. So um, I'm I'm twenty-four, so you've lived here for almost my entire life. <laughs> I was gonna say it's just a numbers game. So I'm older, <laughs> so I have more ability to live somewhere longer. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um I guess like um what like I guess what businesses I'm just curious, like what businesses were there back then that are still here? When I started, yeah, living when here, yeah. Fuel, fuel was here. All the stuff on Locust, well, Sunrise was here. Um, Public House was a different bar. I'm trying to remember if it was the Golden Nugget back then or the Commons. Um, Clingers was here. My Bench was here. I remember playing pool at Barrel Riders, which is now the gig. Mm -hmm. uh, the tracks was here. Um, Center Street, not much. Uptoner, I think. Or was it, I'm trying to remember when Uptoner start, started because Steve used to have the Stork Club. I mean, it's really because I've been here so long and so much has changed that I can't 100% remember. And the store club is where Nesson Dorma is now. Okay. And that was a bar. Uh, the foundation was here, I think, but it was not the tiki bar. It was more like a punk bar. I kind of feel like Mad Planet's been here that long, or about the same, 20-something years. Mm -hmm. Um trying to think what else what about the uh river west tavern was that always around i mean you know i'm not a big drinker so i don't bounce around bars a lot uh bosco's i think was here probably the, what's the one um squirrel cage probably okay. you know some of those smaller bars yeah you know, a lot has changed. Um, so when you look at like company brewing, I can't even remember what was on the bottom. 
Um, next, I mean, fuel kind of was the catalyst of the rebirth. You know, this area had a ton of commerce back up until like the 80s, 70s, 80s. Then it kind of went away for a while and then it kind of came back and now it's on an upswing. Sure. So, but that's kind of the ebb and flow of market and economy and stuff. Yeah, I'd say one of the uh, hidden gems of River West that I discovered t during quarantine uh, was Scardina Specialties. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep, Scardina's is awesome. That's, you know, that area is where Lakefront Brewery started, just west of Scardina's. Mm. back in the late 80s but yeah no Damien and his parents do awesome awesome uh food there yeah. when I manage Central Cafe I think they still do but I'm not 100% sure uh we got sausage from them oh tight cool yeah mm -hmm. yeah I, I think I've I think the the last place I had to try in River West was actually was Central Cafe I needed an excuse, to, like, because it's a nicer place. Like, I, so once I started dating somebody, I was like, oh, now I can yeah. go to Centro. <laughs> so when I managed it, I used to laugh because younger folks would bring their parents there to try to make them feel better. Look, I live in a nice neighborhood with a fancy restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, but I mean, the diversity of what we have here is really cool. Not, you know, economic diversity, racial diversity, ethnic diversity, you know, even thought diversity. We're not a monolithic, I mean, we definitely are very progressive, but we're not like all in one category. And there's a yeah. lot of younger folks, I think, that are moving in from more in the country and suburbs that maybe aren't as progressive, and some of us who moved here, you know, in the 90s because we wanted to live in a progressive, diverse neighborhood. I've definitely seen a little bit of that or, you know, that change a little bit. And you can see it on the neighborhood page when people start trolling each other and arguing and everything else. But away from Facebook, we are a community. We get to do cool things. The pandemic has definitely slowed us down, but you know, I run the River West Farmers Market, which is considered an essential business. Mm -hmm. So we're now on Pierce Street between Center and Hadley every Sunday from 10 to three. And uh, you know, that's been going well, actually. You know, so that is something that we can still do like normal-ish. One of the only things, because, you know, I planned Center Street days, and we're not doing that this year, because it would have been this Saturday. I do the 4th of July celebration at Gordon Park, that one of the city's celebrations, and we they canceled all of theirs. At Riverworks, we always do Riverworks Week, which is a celebration of the creative district, because we have a lot of creative people in our business improvement district. And this, so we're doing a dolphin pool contest like every year, which is like an entrepreneurial pitch contest, but it's all virtual. And then this year we decided to spotlight on 30 different businesses and tell their story a little bit and kind of like promote, because right now businesses need it more than ever. 
And the local business scene is the fabric really of the neighborhood. So that's also several years ago, I started the River West Business Association. And in the past we've made maps, we've done like guides, we've, you know, we, we meet, we talk about what things we like to see, stuff like that. Obviously this, um, summer has been or spring and summer has been weird you know for all of us it's new territory not only is it a pandemic but finally it was a perfect storm for what i call perfect storm for a revolution and the movement is trying is finally getting traction a movement that has been happening for centuries so yeah Great points all around for sure. Um, yeah, like for one, when I when I speaking of like the community events, when we were talking about that earlier, like moving here gave like I knew I needed to get a bike, so I did recently get a bike, and it's changed my life. You know, um, faster. Yeah, um, but that's also I I didn't know that you were. Um, uh, like one of the people in charge of putting together a lot of those events. I mean, I love the street festivals very much. Um, awesome. I don't do Locust Street Festival. Sure. It's my but, fun day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I uh, the farmer's market being the one that's, uh, it's on uh, Pierce, that one. Yeah, on the western side of the school, of okay, the playground yeah, okay. and stuff. Yeah, very nice. Um, yeah, uh, wonderful produce and other products, bakery and food, like prepared food to go and a few body product vendors. It's awesome. Yeah, I know. Uh, Chilwaukee has. Oh yes, uh, they're it. they're a favorite. Yeah, and it's yummy. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I'm ashamed to say I haven't tried one yet. <laughs> I need to try one. My son I will easily eat to a market. Oh wow. That's good. <laughs> um, sure. So, um, so yeah, I guess like we can talk. That's a good segue to talk a little bit more about Riverworks itself. So, like, what is like? How would you describe like the mission of the organization? So, Riverworks was born out of the AMC plant leaving. So, for those people, it's American Motors Corporation for the youngins who maybe don't know. And that, you know, that they made, so that AMC plant went away in the late 70s and it was a huge job loss for the area. And it was like a 35 acre parcel around, you know, 53212. And Riverworks used to be called like the Northeast Side Development Corporation. And it was a jobs workforce development as it started and is still a component of that. But it's an economic development corporation or a CDC you know, community development. So Riverworks is, we're doing so many things. So we, we help with different housing resources. You know, we connect people to different things. We administer the Harambe Neighborhood Improvement District, the NID. We administer the Business Improvement District, which is, you know, from Capitol Drive all the way into almost like what we consider River West and all the it's a mixture of manufacturing and creative and everything else. Um, 
we have a financial clinic. So we do credit counseling, we do um, financial counseling, we have a workforce development person that helps people find jobs. You know, um, we also have, we, we oversee the Beer Line Trail um, programming and we're the lead agency and we work with the city and Walter Hood, who's a world renowned architect from, or landscape architect from uh, Oakland. And I mean, that's been years in the making. And so we have programming this year it's all virtual, but normally we would have programming on the trail, all kind of like from music to art days. To, we work with a lot of organizations. We collaborate. My position as a community organizer, I facilitate cleanups. I facilitate all those events in a normal life. Um, I connect the community to resources, whether it be Department of Neighborhood Services or DPW, like, because they have a garbage problem or they don't know what to do with a pothole, you know. So we, Riverworks also owns real estate. So the vibe is a shared working space that, that all that complex is ours. Um, the laundromat is ours. That the real estate helps pay for the programming, which isn't a for-profit enterprise. So we do a lot of program work and community work in River West and Harambe, connecting residents and businesses to all those different services. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's cool. We usually do a lot of things. So y'all like just like a networking firm, like you network pieces of the of the community with each other. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, so you mentioned earlier that um, obviously the quarantine has made it difficult to, you know, do regularly scheduled programming. Uh, you mentioned that you were doing um, artist like uh, like highlights and kind of stuff. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about that. Sure. So in a normal life, we we do the five three two one two marketplace. So that's a that's vendors. It's kind of like some of the vendors do other things or they're makers and artists and they have a few, you know, they'll have like actual vendor fairs, um, like where that food plaza is behind Family Dollar. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. Out, unless it's cold out, then we go inside the vibe. Um, this Friday at six o'clock on our Facebook live, it'll be live and I think it's a Zoom link too, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. We have, um, music on the beer line so it's all pre-recorded but it was like a lot like brit nicole cigarette break Janice renji genesis renji a bunch of different musicians and performers so there's some really cool um all local folks so that's like from six to seven and that's oh, cool. ray nitty is hosting that oh yeah ray. so that's yeah. and that's called music on the beer line so you can go to riverworks mke and find that Cool. So we're always trying to support local artists. We're going to be doing some more murals with Vidal Hill on the Beer Line Extension, so north of Richards. So if you look at the Beer Line, the part that Riverworks oversees is kind of like from Cafe Corazon from Bremen and Burleigh to Capital. Mm, okay. 
part is for the most part done, but some of the Harambe, so the extension, it used to be called the artery, then they called it the extension. That is from Richards and Keith North. And so we commissioned all three of those murals that are already there. So there'll be another one. Um, True School, I don't know if you ever, I know you yeah. like, but you probably saw the like pallet chairs and all that kind of stuff from last year. That was a collaboration with True School and Riverworks and some other organizations. So when it comes to, to um, collaborating with artists, it's usually murals, music, sometimes, I mean, and the word artists, I mean, to me, chefs are artists. So we were planning this big community dinner with chefs and Center Street Wellness and Food Right, and we were gonna have yoga, and obviously we can't do that now so much face-to-face, -face, but we're probably gonna plan like a resource fair for health and wellness, and it'll be virtual. So that's kind of some of the stuff that we're doing with like practitioners and makers and, you know, local vendors and stuff like that. Still uplifting, but just adapting. Sounds yeah. Like. yeah. Yeah. I, we all got to do it. So I, I hear you. But I like what you mentioned about like, I mean, the term like local artist is so broad, you know, because like the mediums are all here. You know, we've got, obviously, we have tons of musicians of all different kinds of scenes and stuff, but mm -hmm. we also have really talented photographers, visual artists, poets, you know, um, filmmakers, like we, yeah. it's, it's such a melting pot. And uh, one of the things I love, you know, living here is that like, you know, there's just so many events throughout the year that can be like, you know, a couple block walking distance from you. And uh, it'll just be a, just a massive opportunity to like, purchase local and to discover local and to just you know mm -hmm. obviously make friends and have a good time and i've been really trying to do that a lot this summer um in the absence of being because like normally i write for breaking and entering i cover live music so like with the absence of that um i have taken it upon myself to like you know just buy more merchandise from them so like I've been spending a lot of money on like band shirts and org shirts. I was going to say, you probably have a big t-shirt collection. Uh, yes. Some stickers, patches, a lot of CDs. Yeah. Oh a yeah. Big, a big file of iTunes and whatever else. Yeah. That's, I like to support local. That's one of the reasons why I plan the things that I do. You know, I, I try really hard to create situations where folks who maybe wouldn't have the opportunity to be able to sell and showcase what they're doing. Yeah. Whether it's visual art or their performance art or they grow their art in the yeah. cucumber. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, food is art. Vegetables are art. All of the, all of the above yeah. there for sure. Um, Beautiful bakery. Yeah. So yeah. whichever. Yeah, totally. I um 
a really good example. I mean, it's a little bit outside of the neighborhood, but I'm a big supporter of the Bronzeville Collective. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I they, love Lilo and Tiffany and all the young, beautiful women there, and I've shopped there more than once. Yeah, they yeah. are absolutely lovely, and it's great to just have so many different cool little souvenirs and and uh, apparel and stuff all mm -hmm. in one collective. You know? Yeah, so... I guess uh, with now we're already in August. Um, I don't know. Like, do you think the quarantine's gone slow or do you think it's gone fast? Because I feel like it's. It depends. Yeah. It ebbs and flows. It does. Being able to be outside helps. Yeah. The winter's going to be scary. Yeah. I don't yeah. think we're going to be out of this for a while because there's too many people who are not doing what they should do. And it's so politicized, it's so stupidly politicized. Yeah. That it's, yeah. I mean, we could have a whole separate conversation. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. frustrating. You're absolutely right. Like, I, you know, we all feared that this would all spill into next year, but it likely will be because people think wearing masks are infringements of their rights, you know. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so obviously, I, I agree. Um, it has, uh, I feel like it started out really slow, but the summer's oh, gone by really fast. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. March and April were uh, horrendous. Was. You know, and I have an 11 year old who's very social and active, and oh my God. Mm. So, parents, we were struggling. And yeah. so were the kids. You know, I mean, I couldn't wait to pawn them off onto nature. Just go outside, please. Just go run in circles. I don't care. <laughs> I was walking on a oak leaf like every single day, like for like a month. That whole month of April, I was on an oak leaf just constantly because I just needed some, for one, I needed yeah. some exercise, but I also just needed peace of mind. Um, but I was gonna ask, um, so in the next couple months, you know, as, uh, you know, obviously things are still very tentative with COVID and everything, but I guess I was, wanted to ask what um, your plans are with the community, with the work that you, with, that you all do at Riverworks, like in the next couple months for the rest of 2020, like what can we expect? Um... We're working on Riverworks Week. That's coming out in September. And we'll probably do a lot of planning, you know, in fall and winter, hoping and assuming and, you know, that we can be a little bit more social in our, I mean, it's, it's hard to plan when we don't know what we're gonna be allowed to do. So we started to try, so it's a tough question to ask. You know, how long are we gonna be doing virtual compared to starting to plan face-to-face -face events again? So we're gonna be in the stage of trying to figure out, along with everybody else, you know? Yeah. So there's certain things that we have to do yeah. You know, like with the business improvement district, with the neighborhood improvement district, because those are like separate entities that we administer, you know, certain programming, it's hard to say. 
So I wanted to ask uh, sort of some fun little questions. Uh, for one, what's your favorite park in the area? I used to always, probably Snails Crossing. Which one's that one? Remnant and Burleigh. Excuse me, once you were screaming at a bee that whole time? Wow. Okay. I thought you were having a fight with someone. Well, you were with a bee. Okay. Parenthood. This is great for the interview. Yeah. He was yelling, and I was like, what is going on? And he was flipping out about a bee. I would do the same thing. I was terrified of bees as a kid. Do you know that this child was stung? By a wasp when I was three. By several, you got stung like multiple times when oh. he was three, like nine on his arm. Oh God. And that's when I discovered that he wasn't allergic because he didn't would, blow up. <laughs> I mean, I would probably cry. I'm 24, I'd probably still cry. cry if that happened. And then like a year later, he got stung multiple times again. Like when he was like four and a half, five. Like messing with a nest or something? The first time we were at my friend's farm, like family friend's farm, and they had a, they had just, my dad. no, that was the second time. Oh. And there was like a nest in a, in a swing set. And oh, they didn't know, cause they were like a gay couple who had no children. So it was the first time anyone went on the swing set and shook up the wasp nest. Yep. So, okay, Brad, he's going to ask me some more questions. When it's done, you can talk about YouTube for five seconds, okay? <laughs> um, I just want to say on the, the B note that the worst is when there's the nest in the basketball hoop. Like, that, that's gotten me in the past before myself. But, um, so you said Snails Crossing. You like that park. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a cute and one. Marina Lee is, has been the... Um, steward of the park she's got the art gallery on the corner beginning dreams forever a lot of her art is in the park those big colorful sculptures i guess they are yeah yeah <laughs> and benches and stuff and uh she really takes care of it and puts a lot of love and effort into it and it's really a, a representation of community because over the years people just come out and worked on it. And it's always been like a community park. So it's like a manifestation of community to me. Sure, yeah. Well, I guess when next time I uh, pass by it, like I'll think of that. I'd say, I'd say like my favorite's gotta be just cause like, I mean, I live right around the corner so it's convenient, but also just because it's such a like it's so scenic. I love Reservoir Park. Yeah, it's a cool park, but I, it's far from me, so I don't go there often, but it is a beautiful park. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, big fan of Reservoir Top of the hill. It's a great view. Yeah, good skyline, good sunrise spot. Can't beat it. Um, yeah, I appreciate you making time for me, Ruth. For sure. So I'm going to shout out my kid's YouTube since he's gone. It's Bradley Page TV. What does he talk about on his YouTube? Oh my God. So when, I'll tell you, it's really interesting. So when, when the pandemic started, it was a lot of videos. He likes to emulate a lot of the prankster boys yeah. that are like 15 to 20. Yeah. Obnoxious. At least yeah. from my viewpoint, they're obnoxious. Right. <laughs> you know, but he built a lot of forts. He likes pranks. 
I've told them like certain pranks are uncalled for and not acceptable, like ding dong ditching. She'll see when a neighbor calls me and says, please have him stop. And I'm like, yeah, I've tried. Like, you know, so he doesn't do that anymore because I told him it's not cool. Um, but sometimes like he, he plays football. So he went to Gordon Park today and ran some routes and filmed himself. Mm. So he had a close family friend film one of his practices and then he's really good at editing. So he loves, you know, he'll spend hours editing. Uh, he'll film our dog. I think we're going to go hiking on Saturday. And I, I'm trying to expand his, um, what's the word, content horizon. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but he's, right now, he's the, he films. He's the subject. He's the editor. He's the director. I'm like, you can't be all of it. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Well, um, those will be some valuable skills, hopefully, when he gets a little older. Yes. I'm sorry about the dog. It's He's okay. Get the kid. Well, um, uh, I'll be sure to plug his YouTube channel so everyone can uh, subscribe and support him. Uh, there you he'll, go. Grow, he'll grow out of the pranks eventually. He'll grow. Oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, Ruth. Um, we, already we already plugged you. Oh, my Oh, there was a bee. Oh, yeah. So, hey, we got to save the bees, though. Got to save them. We do. The bumblebees. Charlie's my, you know, Charlie? Bee man, Charlie? Oh, you yeah. You should interview Charlie. I, yeah. He's now a state bee inspector. Oh, yeah. And he I'm, lives in the in Riverwest. Charlie better save my life. Okay. Anyway. That's awesome. I'll, I'll uh, hit him up. I'll for sure hit him up. He'd be a great so, person to interview. Hi, people. <laughs> So before we uh, before we end, I have two questions that I ask everyone on my way out. Um, so first question, uh, Ruth, what keeps you up at night? Not much. I fall asleep watching TV, but when I am, I mean, I'm a mom. So the things that keep me up the night the most are related to my child. There. You know, I've always said the thing, like... It's actually my awesome video. She binge-watches them. Go yeah, check them out. Exactly. Um, I always say that the only thing that will ever put me over the edge is the kid. It, because my videos are so awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next question, because the more I talk about him, the more he's going to photobomb. <laughs> well, what puts you to sleep? The flip side. Like, you know, I mean, I watch TV at night because sometimes I don't have any more energy to read, you know, so I just like to zone out on TV, some Netflix show. And uh, what have you been watching? Oh, God, I just ended better things. It's about a single mom in California with three daughters who are kind of ASS holes. Oh my God. It was really, when you can relate to a show and you can watch a kid on TV do like the same crap as your own child, it's a trip. It's like, wow, were they here in my house? <laughs> but I watch been... Politician, I watch Greenleaf, but I, Mrs. America, that's about the ERA movement. I actually learned a lot because I was young during that. Yeah, I've been watching Arrested Development. That's been my show. Oh, I watched all that already. Because I'm old, and when it was on on Sunday nights, I watched that. But you know, I don't like watching stuff about like 
I want to watch something that's relatable and not about death yeah. and super dark because a lot of my work is dark. You know, when you're a community organizer and you're a, a resident resource conduit connector person, a lot of times people are coming to you in when they're in not necessarily an extreme crisis, but they're having issues, sometimes crisis. You know, so I try to escape that reality and watch things, I mean, that are a little less, like, I don't know, a little less real and sad. Lighthearted. More lighthearted, yes. Although they all have really serious plot lines, it's not like constant death and despair. Yeah. So. That's... I, I've realized recently that I should watch more comedy because I generally watch a lot of really dark and psychological stuff. Like, I, yeah. I like that kind of stuff, but it's good. I've, I've been liking Arrested Development a lot because it's oh, just that's so, so and hilarious. And it, but it's also like plot driven, which makes it even it funnier. Is. Yeah. So, no, that's a great show. Yeah. Well, um, Ruth, uh, I will be excited to, uh, you know, see what Riverworks is up to uh, in the next couple months, as well as, uh, you know, I'm excited for us all to reunite again once. Yes, uh, me too. Yeah. So thank you for being on the show. Yep. Thank Can you, I Brad, for plugging your YouTube channel. You're not, not going to cut that out, right? <laughs> no, what? he's not going to cut it out. No, I won't cut it out. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually really good at editing, though. Good. Um, yeah. What program do you use? Pine Master. I use Premiere. Oh, it's a phone app, though. Oh, okay. It's amazing what you can do all from phones. I know. It is, and he also, for a long time, he was making beats oh, yeah. all from the phone. People do that. Days. It's mind-blowing. We could have done this over the phone, but... We could have, but this... <laughs> I don't like doing Zoom on my phone. It's too small. It hurts my eyes. Yeah, yeah, I, that's. Totally I was like, oh, like so. Say, like, say, this is her eye right here, and little. All right. Like, <laughs> All right. Well, have a great rest of your day. Yeah. <laughs> have a good.